a rare case where a business plan competition yielded an actual business that's growing and they're doing well. They've raised capital, about $10 million, but more importantly, they're driving revenues. About 50 customers pay, you know, call it on average eight-ish grand per month. So doing about 400 grand per month in revenue, trying to get to that 500 mark. Ideally, by the end of the year, hitting that $10 million annual run rate would be a good stretch goal, a good target for them. They've got a team of about 40 folks up there in Boston, again, focused on helping their clients get hard data points uh, via kind of very uh, uh, branded surveys and content that don't feel like branded surveys uh, or content. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Tom Coburn. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Jebit. He left Boston College to pursue the company and is currently on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. He's also the co-founder of Enjoy Life Education, a nonprofit that empowers teens to be the best versions of themselves and SSC Ventures, which invests in Boston College entrepreneurs. Tom, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So we've got kind of three things mentioned there in the bio. Which one would you say is your main focus? Uh, Jebit takes up the, the large, large majority of my time. All right. So tell us about it. What's it do and, and how do you make money? Yeah, uh, we are what we're calling a declared data platform. Um, so what that means, we work with large enterprise customers, um, think brands like eBay, Expedia, et cetera. Um, and we really help them solve the problem around customer data that a lot of the data they have is either inaccurate, uh, outdated, or potentially just irrelevant, um, which has to do with really the way they have built their customer databases, which is often from piping in a lot of different third-party data sources, behavioral data, their transaction data, et cetera, um, which all has its own value. Um, but one of the issues we help them solve is how do you really get the most important things out of your customers you want to know that you could often only really get by being able to sit them down and ask them and talk to them. Mm -hmm. um, so what our platform does is it enables these enterprise brands to create hundreds of different interactive mobile experiences. Um, these experiences normally take about a minute or two minutes for a consumer to complete. Um, and they always provide something of value to the consumer. And so an example may be, you know, answer four questions and we'll recommend the right product for you or something like that. And so through these mobile experiences, the, the brand sees an increase in engagement and an increase in conversion in that moment. Um, and then we learn these really important declared data points from that customer, um, from the customer actually interacting with this experience and actually 
actually choosing to answer these questions and declare information about themselves uh, to that brand. Where are these questionnaires popping up? Is it only on the brand site or do you put them all over the internet based off publishing deals you have? Yeah, so uh, only in the areas where brands are already naturally engaging with their customers. So um, think of a Jebit experience as kind of its own um, interactive mobile landing page. And so if I am a customer of Expedia, you know, I may get an email from Expedia. I may click on a Facebook post from Expedia. I may search on Google and then click on an ad, you know, paid for by Expedia. Um, in any of those moments, once I were to click, before I get brought to the Expedia website, I would be driven into this fully immersive um, Jebit experience, um, which as a customer, I, I would never realize is powered by Jebit. I, it feels um, fully uh, a part of the brand's experience. Uh, and kind of like I mentioned earlier, that experience would engage me for a minute or two, uh, normally require me to you know, take maybe three or five actions, which might be answering a question or swiping left and right. And then once I finish that experience, which what we are really good at by this point having been doing this for about five years is that 95 percent of people that start one of these will go all the way through um, once i finish i'll then be brought um, you know deeper into their website and can further engage with the brand uh, as i normally would and tom you chose very carefully how you just gave that data point which was 95 percent of people who start finish the problem is yeah. i i hate these things like whenever as a consumer <laughs> i see them i always like go away so let me ask the question uh, about a different data point so if you show 100 of these things how many of them how many people actually start uh on average about 60 percent no i don't believe you 60 six so, zero so yes correct so the one thing you have to clarify or or i i should help clarify when you say these things um, these don't feel like pop-up surveys or like things that I have to go through to a consumer. Um, we work really hard and we have a ton of insights into how to make something like this a truly valuable experience to the consumer where I don't feel like I'm taking a survey or, or giving information away to this brand. So as an example, in the mobile world, you're super busy. You know, if you click on a, a Facebook post for a brand you like and you were to go to their mobile responsive landing page that has 30 or 40 or 50 products on it, it is not a great mobile experience for you to have to scroll all up and down that page and try to find whatever product might be right for you, try to scroll in, click on it, read details about it, et cetera. So the Jebit experience we would use to replace that would be, you know, hey, Nathan, just answer four questions and we'll show you the three products that are perfect for you based on how you answer. So you in that moment, that's the actual value we're bringing to you. We're saying, hey, we know you're busy. We know you have a million things going on. Just engage and you'll get something of value out of this. Got and it. So and and how, do you, how do you make money? How are you billing your customers? Is it a SaaS platform? SaaS license, yep. Got it. And give, us, give me a sense of like size. So like what's the average customer paying you per month? Uh, average per month around three or $4,000. Okay. So you're very much in the enterprise space. hundred percent. Yep. Okay. And okay. Now that we understand kind of the business and kind of the pricing model, take us back to the backstory here. When did you launch the company? Yeah. So I launched the company, uh, about five years ago from my dorm room at BC. Um, I was a bio That's major. Boston College, right? Yeah, Boston College. Sorry. Um, I was a bio major planning on going to med school. So this wasn't uh, the path I thought I was going to be going down. Uh, all of this actually started just from uh, one of those business plan competitions on campus. And uh, friends and I had this idea for Jebit and we entered and won and uh, kind of one thing led to the next. And the next thing we knew we were uh, dropping out of school and, and raising venture money. So how much have you raised to date? 
Uh, just under 10 million. Okay, and uh, are were those all priced equity rounds, or did you do convertible note and then priced equity? We did a convertible note to start, and then uh, we did a seed round in 2013. We did another seed round in 2015, and then we just closed a 6.8 million A uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, very cool! Congratulations, that's exciting. Thank you. Now, what's the team size at today? Uh, just under 40. Under 40. Okay, and you're all based up there in Boston. Correct. Okay, very cool. And then, what about customers? How many customers are you serving now? Uh, we're just over 50 right now. Okay, got it. Now, how are you? I mean, I'm, you sound like to me like you're a hustler. You figure out how to get stuff done. What's the weirdest thing you've done to acquire one of these customers? The weirdest thing we've done? Uh, I think I'll go. I'm going to use my co-founder, but it's, uh, it's oh, the Oh, you're going to throw him or her uh, under the bus, huh? I'll throw, I'll throw him under the bus <laughs> uh, just because it's a great story. Uh, so, I mean, when we first left uh, school, I was 20 and he was 19. And uh, he had a meeting with a CMO that was at a bar and he wasn't sure he'd be able to get in. So he had to go get his fake ID so he could do this meeting. And he is now the only person I know that got their fake ID for business purposes. That's hysterical. So he was able to go in. Did he end up closing the deal? Uh, I don't actually even remember. That's hysterical. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. So, and that's back when you guys were 19 and 20, right? Correct. Now, fast forwarding to today, just give us a, a touch point here. How old are you now? 26. 26. Okay, perfect. So 26, uh, 50 customers you're serving. You said on average folks are paying about three grand a month. So you guys are, what, around 150 grand per month in MRR? Uh, we're a little over that. So okay. I think our, our average monthly price point must be higher. We're starting to book more deals in the like 20 to 30K a month range. Um, and so that metric I gave you might be uh, five or six months old. That's okay. So it's a little low, but that's okay. You're doing more than 150 grand per month, which is which is great. So uh, you're close to, if not already passing that magical kind of $2 million AR run rate, right? Yeah, we're over that. That's great. Now, what is uh, what is enabling you to to get price leverage, right? So, what 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 kind of pricing levers are you pulling to get someone to move from a thousand dollar a month plan up to a twenty thousand dollar per month plan? Yeah, uh, I mean, when we started, we were charging people like five hundred bucks a month, and it's really just been from getting more and more ingrained in these enterprise organizations and then them obviously seeing the value out of the platform which the value comes in in two areas first it comes in in the short term did this Jebit experience actually convert the consumer at a higher rate in the moment, um, which we've been able to prove time and time again? Um, and then the second one is, did once I actually take this declared data I get from the Jebit experience and use it in some type of remarketing campaign, what's the lift I see there? And so it has really just been, I think, over the years, as we get more and more case studies and get more brands using it, it's becoming very clear to us that we are uh, driving a much higher ROI for our brands than what we've been charging, which is why we've just continually been, you know, raising that price point over time. And obviously, as enterprise brands use it more, um, they pay more. What are you guys at right now in terms of gross, uh, like churn annually? So obviously, we look at it on the customer logo side of things, and then the uh, revenue side of things. So Last year, we lost just under 20% of, uh, of logos annually, um, which part of which was some of our own decision making, which I can get into in a second. Um, but we hit net revenue churn, which was really net negative revenue churn, which was really what we were optimizing. How for. negative? Say that again. What was the what was the number? How negative? Uh, about negative 10%. That's, so, that's pretty healthy. 
Yeah, so we felt good about that. And, uh, and, and part of that was our conscious decision to focus less on maybe some of those um, customers that had been with us for longer years on the platform that were maybe spending, you know, $1,000 a month. And for us to proactively focus on the customers that were spending, you know, $10,000 a month that we were confident we could expand to 20. Yep. Um, and, you know, that was just a decision as a small company with a small customer success team. Um, you know, just one of those those hard decisions we had to make that like as we involve or as we, you know, in the early days, you want to work super hard to change, to save every customer and make sure every customer loves you. And, uh, you know, for us to evolve that thinking, I think was uh, an important step in the business. And what are you kind of, as you're going through all these changes, uh, is your CAC changing at all? What are you paying now to acquire customers? Uh, yeah, we're in like the 10 to 15 K range and that's all in that includes all salaries, um, that are focused on getting new customers, marketing spend, et cetera. What are you spending just on the pure paid like last month? Oh, uh, we, we don't spend a lot in that area. Um, like less than five grand. Yeah. Five, five, 10 K in that range. Okay. Got it. And when you do spend on that paid stuff, like where are you experimenting Facebook, Google, or somewhere else we don't know about? Uh, LinkedIn and Google. Oh, LinkedIn. Interesting. So like, what are you paying to like get new leads on LinkedIn? Would you say? Uh, for a qualified lead, a couple hundred bucks. Interesting. And and are you impressed with how they're doing kind of their ad platform? Is it as robust as Facebook's yet? Or what's your opinion? No, no, there's, there's a lot, a lot to improve there. But uh, I, everyone's always working to get better. <laughs> Good stuff. And then as you're kind of I imagine you went through this when you just raised capital, uh, because people are going, where are you gonna put this money once you raise it? I mean, do you have a good sense of what you believe lifetime value is on one of your customers? Um, we're getting there. But if you looked at our graph of, you know, how much each customer is spending per year and how quickly that's growing, um, I think it's still something we're really trying to nail down. What's um, a minimum? minimum to get started no like you know they're going to be worth at least x i mean you told me they're expanding so it's probably hard to project what they're actually worth because it's way going to be way more than your minimum oh, but what do you know they're worth a yeah, couple hundred thousand you know average customer as we kind of talked about earlier is around you know 50 60k for the year so you're assuming they stay you know two three four years yeah, yeah absolutely yeah okay that makes good sense and then break down your team for me so you said there's 40 of you guys how many of you are engineers uh, about half is engineering we've invested a lot there um not uh not a ton on sales so sales is a four-person team um i think you know we've we've invested a good amount on customer success in the early days with these enterprise brands so we've got an eight-person team there and then we've got a uh couple person partnership team as we you know work on our partnerships with a lot of the the big players we talked about earlier the Google's Facebook Snapchats etc um, and then just you know marketing operations finance kind of fill out the rest do you have anything kind of any weird costs above the line or are your margins basically in line with other SaaS companies at around 85 90 percent yep correct not no no weird costs in nothing there. crazy yeah cool that makes good sense and then last question here so it's like let's fast forward it's the holiday party up there in boston for december 2017 and you guys are toasting because you hit your your stretch kind of ar goal what is your stretch ar goal for this year uh trying to get as close to 10 million as possible but uh we've got we've got a lot of big things that need to come through to get there and what just so we understand how how big your kind of forecasting growth in december 2016 would you end at in terms of ARR? Yeah, just take December 2016 revenue, obviously, times 12. 
Yeah, we were starting, we were right around the 2 million mark. 2 million mark. Okay. And then you said today you're past 150 grand per month in revenue? Yeah, we're, we're significantly over that at this point. Okay. Uh, got it. So, okay, got it. Oh, you're, okay, you're significantly above the 150. Correct. Okay, yeah. where is the which which one of those numbers is higher, the customer count of fifty or the three thousand dollar per month? The three thousand per month. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Have, I mean, have you guys broken the five million dollar ARR run rate yet, or no? Nope. No. Okay. We're, we're just about to get there. That's great. Okay, so you still give you several months, and if you're growing fast, you still have potential to pay, maybe hit that ten million dollar mark, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of know just from doing it that uh, it's very unlikely it happens for, for this year. Um, but that's kind of the big mark that we have set for the team to get to, you know, as quickly as possible. And that's what that's what we're uh, swinging for the fences on and, and really trying to get to. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back -back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also, they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay, at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Helps me so much. And by the way, look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back to back very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen. Okay, so I use the tool, it's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin, I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14 day trial, isn't that great? I said, no. He's giving us a 45 day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not gonna stay up forever, so go get it now. nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Dude, I like it, I love it. It's aggressive, it's bold. Let's wrap up here, uh, Tom, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Hard thing about hard things. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, go Elon Musk. <laughs> Number three. That's, that's probably one of the go-to answers. I don't it know how many definitely times is. It definitely it's, is. It's true. <laughs> All right. Number three is, uh, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? No, I use Doodle all the time, but I don't know if that's super robust. That works. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Five. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Okay, so not married. No kids that you know of, right? None, none that I know of. Not married. <laughs> pretty, pretty busy right now. Not, all right. Not anytime soon. And you said you're 26, right, Tom? Correct. All right, last question. Take us back six years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, how, how long these things take? Patience. Hey guys, have it from Tom. Be patient. Again, a rare case where a business plan competition yielded an actual business that's growing and they're doing well. They've raised capital, about $10 million, but more importantly, they're driving revenues. About 50 customers pay, you know, call it on average eight ish grand per month. So doing about 400 grand per month in revenue, trying to get to that 500 mark. Ideally, by the end of the year, hitting that $10 million annual run rate would be a good stretch goal, a good target for them. They've got a team of about 40 folks up there in Boston, again, focused on helping their clients get hard data points uh, via kind of very uh, uh, branded surveys and content that don't feel like branded surveys uh, or content. Tom, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.